Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 40, A Few of Our Favorite Things. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight is Matt. Hey, what's up, everybody? And Tom. Solid title choice. These are a few of my favorite things. I like that. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So, put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Yeah, you know, it just came to me. I gotta be honest, I'm loving not knowing the titles ahead of time, and Pete, you're just crushing them, just knocking them right out of the park, serving them on a silver platter, and you just keep knocking it. I don't know where these these are coming from, but hopefully they'll keep coming to me. So tonight, as you can kind of tell by the title, we're going to talk about some of our favorite experiences at Disney World. And we initially kind of envisioned this episode as a bucket list type episode, so what do we want to do before we die at Disney World? And that kind of evolved into, well, hey, what do we think everybody that visits Disney World, everybody that has an appreciation for Disney World should do before they die? So that's kind of what this episode has evolved into, a bunch of stuff that we think you guys should do before you die at Disney World. Before we get into our main topic for tonight... Well, Pete, really quick, I hope I do die at Disney World. <laughs> you said before you die at Disney World, so hey, that'd be hey. a good place to kick the bucket. You go right now, you you could potentially fall off the monorail and die. So, Or you could get hit by a rogue float. On fire. Wow. Well, I'm just going to take it from here. We're going to go into the news after... Uh, Let's go for the news. That little rant, fellas. <laughs> Took a weird turn. Uh, we're going to start in Magic Kingdom where there was a rogue float for the uh, parade. Uh, however, we're not going to be talking about the parade. Uh, yet another fireworks party has been announced. We've talked about these in the past. There's a variety of um, dinner parties. There's dessert parties. Uh, and it looks like this one will have... Uh, it, it'll be two additional dessert parties... Uh, which will be receiving a price hike for the summer. Looks like Disney is expanding their upcharge event uh, to include a new after-the-fireworks option, priced at $69 for adults and $41 for children. The party offers viewing of the fireworks from the Plaza Gardens and then a dessert party in the Tomorrowland Terrace after the festivities have concluded. Uh, of course, you can make reservations uh, by calling 407-WDW-DINE, uh, and these begin May 28th. Um, I, I'll give an opinion. Another quickly. upcharge event. Yeah, it's another upcharge event. I, we haven't done these, nor have we ever felt that they were beneficial or necessary for your viewing pleasure of fireworks. So if, if you have done it, reach out to us. I don't know, guys, do you have anything to share on this? You know, what can you say about this other than it's another fireworks party? It's another upcharge event that Disney's rolling out. They must be successful with these because they keep introducing new ones. And so people must be going to these. I mean, you took the words right out of my mouth. That's the only thing I can assume our <laughs> people are doing this, which is good. I mean, like like Thomas said, if, you, um, if you've um, if you done this before, let us know like what you liked about it, what you didn't like, maybe how you think they can improve the entire type, you know, event, and just let us know. I've got one word how they could improve it. Booze. Or cheaper. I, I mean, I look at $69.41, 69 for adult, 41 for children. That's expensive, man. I mean, that's after. That's it's not really a dinner. pricey for what you get. Yeah. yeah. That's, that is a family of four. That's a really, really expensive upcharge event uh, for what you get. Uh, moving over to Hollywood Studios. Uh, again, we're all kind of in a wait and see, and we're in a holding pattern waiting for Toy Story Land to open on June 30th. 
Uh, but for now, uh, it does look like Hollywood Studios is doing a little bit to try and jumpstart some of the attendance. Uh, there isn't the Incredibles 2 sneak peek that will be coming to Disney, Disney Hollywood Studios. Uh, first 10 minutes of the film will be playing at the Walt Disney Theater at Disney Hollywood Studios. Uh, and that's expected to play through the summer. I believe the film opens mid-June, I think June 14th. Uh, so I always think it's cool to see what's being shown in the Disney Theater uh, there, there at Hollywood Studios. So if you are an Incredibles fan or just want to get out of the sun and enjoy some AC, I uh, highly recommend sliding in there. And then the second thing they're doing, uh, they've got some new freebies and discounts uh, announced for Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is probably in an effort to boost attendance, uh, especially before the June 30th opening of Toy Story Land. This park has seen significant less traffic than usual, uh, but there's 20% off breakfast, lunch, and dinner at Hollywood and Vine. Uh, pass holder exclusive viewing of The Incredibles 2 sneak peek uh, is there now. Um, Mickey's of Hollywood, Celebrity 5 and 10, Keystone, Clothers and Once Upon a Time are selling the Toy Story Land Magic Band now. So there's a variety of shops at, at Hollywood Studios. Uh, but if you are a Magic Band collector, uh, you can pick those up for uh, uh, if you're an annual pass holder before they go on sale to August, June 30th. Uh, and then pass holders can get a Donald Duck Summer Magnet gift at Mickey's of Hollywood, Celebrity 5 and 10, Keystone Clothers, and Once Upon a Time or Walt Disney Presents as well. Can I interject here with one more piece of uh, Hollywood Studios news before we move on? Yeah, for sure. The Great Movie Ride is still closed. Oh, my god! They are still in transition to making this a Mickey ride that has not reopened as a Great Movie Ride. So, so this just is thought what, I should share. Is this how we're going to be tonight? Is it this, uh, this y'all's mood for the podcast, huh? I'm just saying, rest in peace, Great Movie Ride. I'm, I'm very anti-closing Great Movie Ride. Still, maybe we need to put this in every week of news. They still don't have the great. That's movie my ride. plan. Okay, okay. That's I started a trend last week, so that's my plan. Moving over to Animal Kingdom. Uh, moving over, this is, I guess, semi surprising news to me, but also to be expected. Disney's Animal Kingdom has become the second most attended park at Walt Disney World. Uh, it was released this past week. Uh, obviously, Pandora: The World of Avatar has has uh, driven attendance levels. Uh, and it looks like the attendance has spiked about 15% over last year. So I guess it's shocking to me that it, it moved ahead of Epcot. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. With with Pandora opening, I don't think this is surprising. Now, I guarantee you when Toy Story Land opens and when Galaxy's Edge opens, you're going to see a shift back to, well, you're going to see a shift where Hollywood Studios takes over that number two spot. I mean, could could you ever see a situation where Hollywood Studios actually was more attended than Magic Kingdom? I don't think so. I think when people think Disney World, they think Magic Kingdom. I just I don't that's know. an interesting topic. I think I might want to talk about you know that going forward. Maybe dedicate an entire episode to it because there's a lot of things that are coming to a lot of places that are not the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, there are definitely. I was going to say is. with some of Epcot's additions, would it shift back into the number two spot? I mean, that's I don't know. It'll be, it'll be cool to watch. It'll be very interesting to watch. Now, I think 50th anniversary 2021, once everything at Epcot is open, maybe Epcot moves back into that number two spot. But I don't know. Think about the popularity, just the built-in popularity that Galaxy's Edge is going to have. Here, here's a prediction. By 2021, Animal Kingdom is back at the fourth most attended park. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of Star Wars, uh, another piece of news, nice transition there for me. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, Buttons will be given out at Disney Springs next week. Uh, so guests who visit select Disney Springs locations 
uh, including the Star Wars Galactic Out- Galactic Outpost, uh, the Star Wars Trading Post, or the AMC 24 at Disney Springs, will receive a solo a Star Wars Story button uh, beginning May 24th in celebration for the opening of the new film. So shortly after this episode airs, uh, you'll be able to pick that button up at Disney Springs. And that actually wraps us up for the news this week. Not uh, you know we hit we hit a lot last week. Uh, had had a lot of really neat stories we shared. Um, so a little bit more brief version of the news this week. Okay, well, awesome. So, Matt, any other news from you? Uh, no, man. I'm, I'm actually excited to see the reviews on this solo movie coming out because about six months ago, I heard some terrible, terrible things about this movie and the character that plays Han Solo. I heard it's going to bust bad. This guy can't act, but that's just, that's the rumor mill I heard. And the Disney had already scrapped like filming this, another like follow-up movie to this. So the the early reviews are not great, but yeah. it's a star Wars movie. It's again, it's got a built-in crowd. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. it'll still do well at the box office, even if it is a, a bad movie. All right. Well, so with no more news, let's pause for just a minute to hear from our partner destinations with character. This episode was brought to you by Destinations with Character Travel Agency, where quality service and client satisfaction are their top priority. Family time and memory making are so important, so trust the many dedicated and professional travel consultants at Destinations with Character to plan your dream vacation. They will provide you and your loved ones the most magical vacations possible, and they take great pride in meeting each client's needs, all while staying within budget and providing multiple options to make your vacation dreams a reality. With over 30 agents across the country, Destinations with Character Travel Agency has the resources to give each client dedicated one-on-one service. So experience their over 50 years of expertise at Disney parks, cruises, and travel as Destinations with Character Travel Agency takes the stress and hassle out of your vacation so you can enjoy it to the fullest. Simply give them a call to get started at 630-308-2350 and let the magic begin. Destinations with Character Travel Agency, making dream vacations come true every single day. You can reach them at their email account, D-E-S-T-W-I-T-H-C-H-A-R at Comcast.net or their website at www.destinationswithcharacter.com. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with our main topic for tonight. Again, we're going to be talking about, I don't know, I don't really know what to call this, Disney experiences or or things you should do at Disney before you die. This is just kind of a list that we threw together kicking around. And I think it's a really good list. I think there's a lot of stuff on here that people maybe don't think about. People maybe don't do. There are some kind of gimmies on there, things that everybody expects to be on there. But there's some things on here that kind of surprised me. So let's get right into it. So I think um, one of the things... That would be is a wish list item for me, bucket list item. I think everybody should do it if you haven't done it. Is staying on the monorail loop, preferably at the contemporary. I, personally, this is my favorite designed hotel on the monorail loop because the monorail goes straight to the middle of it and Chef Mickey's is there. Now, if you asked my wife, you know, Polynesian and Grand Floridian would both be above this in her opinion uh, for where she'd want to stay one day. So I'd probably lose that battle planning a Disney trip. But there's something about the contemporary and the, the thought, creativity that went into it. Uh, Walt's hands were all over it. And I don't know, I mean, the, just the fact that the monorail goes straight through it and you've you're got a great view of Magic Kingdom. This would be something that I think everyone should do. I can remember going to Disney World for the first time and seeing the contemporary, seeing the monorail go straight through it and thinking this is the coolest thing ever. To add to this, I would say that everybody that goes to Disney World 
should take the monorail from Magic Kingdom to the Contemporary and and ride the monorail straight through into the uh, into the hotel. It's just a cool experience. Now, if you really want to take this this idea to the next level, do two nights at each resort on the monorail loop and just carry your bags and just hop on the monorail and go to the next one. Check you have to have crazy crazy money to do that because it wouldn't be cheap for two. You no, know, there but. there are people that do that. They'll they'll have maybe a ten day stay and they'll do seven at at All Star Sports and do one or two nights at at one of these deluxe because uh, it is expensive, but. You know, they'll for pick the a experience, poly. it has to be awesome. Like to go from All Star Sports, like you're moving on up. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably Jefferson's in the background. I'd probably do the deluxe hotel if I did that route at the end of the trip, and not go from deluxe to uh, to value. Well, while we're talking about, um, let's just talk about resorts here for a second. Resorts you might want to stay at. I would love to stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. You know, it's not on the monorail loop, but everything that I see there, all the videos, you know, being that close to nature and all the animals, like I think that'd just be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being able to look out your window and, and see the savannah and see the animals out there, be a hell of an experience. Oh, yeah. So I'm on board with that. Anybody got any more, any other resorts they want to give a shout out to? No, you know, I, I think Tom's right here. I think the, the monorail loop is kind of the iconic Disney hotel experience. And to me, the iconic Disney monorail experience is riding the monorail from Magic Kingdom straight into the Contemporary. You think about Grand Floridian, you just, you just don't have the same experience with the with the monorail. I agree. No, I'm 100% with you. Let's let's go to an attraction. Let's go to Magic Kingdom. Let's go to Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. I think everybody needs to be that guy at Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. I mean, I was that guy. And it's it's it's. I don't know. It's random, I know. If you go on it enough, you're going to be that guy eventually. So there's an area you can sit in, and I have strategically tried to place myself there numerous times, and I've been successful in getting at least someone in my party to be the churro person, that they'll buy everyone churros in the audience. And we've talked about Monsters, Inc. Live Floor, so I don't need to discuss how much I love this experience at Disney World, but... I think everyone should do their best to be that guy. However, I will warn you, when you try to be that guy, for some reason it just doesn't happen for you. It's like Disney knows you're seeking it out, that you want to be that guy. And they usually pick somebody who just, it's like they don't want to be there maybe, and they're they're tired, and they're just... I, I was that guy when my wife and I went. And I had, of course, a button-down shirt on, nice shorts... <laughs> so I, I didn't really look like I fit in at Disney World, I guess. And, and and so I think that's kind of why they picked me. Whereas when we went on the Men Do Disney trip, we all had on Mickey Mouse Hawaiian shirts. We all really wanted to be that guy. And and one of us was did owe everybody churros, but we were not able to be that guy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the next one, guys. For those of you that don't know, there are hidden Mickeys throughout every park, every resort, and every like ride, like when you're waiting in the queue for I haven't found them all yet. I think that um, one of my bucket list items is to find all the hidden Mickeys, even the ones I make up that aren't intended to be hidden Mickeys. Have you guys ever done that? I think this is a fun game to play, but I think it's a lot more fun to try to find hidden Mickeys that you don't know about. There's all kinds of books out there. There's all kinds of websites out there that track hidden Mickeys. To me, the, the fun here is really trying to find the hidden Mickeys that you don't know about. So not the ones that you've read on a website, but you know, you're randomly sitting in line for a ride 
and you see a hidden Mickey. That's I, that's where I don't know. I get my kicks. I, I think this this idea, you know, of the hidden Mickey's one. There's roughly a thousand in Walt Disney World uh, that that have been recorded. That doesn't mean there's not more. Uh, that's just the ones that the Walt Disney World Company has owned. That there are at least a thousand confirmed. I think this speaks much more to you have to do this when you go to Disney World. Is is try to find hidden Mickey's. And Pete's right. You can get books and scavenger hunts and check them off. And that's really cool and that's fun because you will see difficult ones. But it, it's it's fun to hear and see people when they walk into the seas with Nemo and friends and they look in the aquarium and they see the hidden Mickey just at a random at the bottom of the aquarium. You know, it's people like, wait, is that a Mickey? And, and you're like, oh, they don't even know about the hidden Mickeys. That's so it's so genuine and awesome. And now they're probably look for that shape and silhouette the rest of their trip. So, So to continue on this kind of trend... This is something that's really difficult for me to do. And I've never done this before. I'd like to do it. Kind of a bucket list item for me is to go to Magic Kingdom in particular. Not ride any rides. Maybe go to some shows. Maybe see the parade. But just enjoy a day in the park. And maybe not not ride any rides, but take my time. Don't Disney dad walk everywhere. Don't be in a hurry to do everything. Don't be in a hurry to see everything. Just really take my time. Now I've, I've never been able to do this, but I hope to be able to one day. It's a man, tough thing that's... to do, man. You, Cause like, especially like us, like we have planned out every minute of our Disney trip months in advance. So when we get there, I mean, when we get home after that first night, I mean, I'm Pete, I'm remembering like our trip, but also like the, you know, y'all's men do Disney trip that I've you know heard all the stories about, but I mean, you really get up at 6am and at 7, 7, 18 a.m., you know where you're supposed to be, or mm-hmm. 8.34, like, and you're busting it to get there, and I think if you actually just took it all in, and maybe, maybe make a rule, like, stop at every third bench you see, and just take a seat, and just, like, take it all in or something, that'd just be so fun. I feel like there's so much that, that we miss, that I miss doing Disney like I do. Well, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Main Street USA, for example. Let's just use Main Street. I know when my wife and I went for a, a little weekend trip, we had to sit down. It was really hot, you know, kind of take a breather, get a bottle of water. And we had so much fun sitting on an alley that she actually had never really gone down. And she said, hey, do you hear that singing? And, I, you know, I explained, yes, there's, a, you know, a little singing studio up there and Disney pipes in as if someone's going through music lessons. But you're right, Pete. There's a lot of that stuff that there's so many little details. We just like blow, that, that we just blow past. You know, mm-hmm. it's like when you walk down Main Street and um, if you look at the window panels, they have the names of everyone who is so important in designing Magic Kingdom. And a lot of people don't even realize it. And Walt Disney's name is at the end and facing the castle. So he's always, um, I'm looking towards, you know, looking towards Cinderella Castle. Well, that's, that's another thing that I I know about it. I don't, I don't consciously look for it every time I walk down Main Street. I'm, I'm blazing to get to Seven Doors Mine Train probably. And I feel like that's what we do. And I, I think that's a mistake. Man, but it's hard to do that's that. That's tough. I, I, when, I'm, when I'm here breaking down, you know, on a cost per minute basis, it's hard for me to, to take a break to relax. Well, staying with, staying with the Magic Kingdom theme, another thing that I think everyone should do, and I've not been fortunate enough to do it yet, is attend Dapper Day. Whether you want to dress up and participate or not, Dapper Day at... at um, is held at Disney's Magic Kingdom annually, uh, and it's a day where everyone wears their their best. I mean, everyone is extremely dressed up. Uh, it is a huge picture day. It is a very crowded day in the park, so I would not go there 
with the intention of being able to ride every ride and do everything you want to do. Uh, but if you've ever seen any videos of Dapper Day or read anything about it, it's a really, really cool day at Disney World. Uh, so I would not shy away from that. I would embrace it. And I, I don't know how I feel about Dapper Day. I, I don't I don't know that I'd be. Well, that's because you're always Dapper, Pete. I am always Dapper. I mean, every day at, at Magic Kingdom is Dapper Day for me. For those of you guys that don't know, my wife and I and Thomas and his wife, like we have a running joke that Pete rolls out of bed each morning in a button down and khakis. Like I've never seen this guy wear a t-shirt. I've never even seen him wear like a, like a golf, like collared shirt. I don't think he owns them right now. Pete is wearing a light blue button down and it's eight 22 on a Sunday. Me and Thomas are like in pajamas and Pete's still in a button down. It happens. Dapper Pete. That's your new name. It happens. I, I don't know. I could, I could see Dapper day. I mean, I would, I wouldn't fit in at Dapper day. I'd have to get a little bit more dressed up, but <laughs> I can see that. All right, what else? Food-wise, I, I think everybody should eat at at least one, if not several, Disney signature dining restaurants. So we're talking Be Our Guest, La Cellier, California Grill, Gico, Citricos, Narcusi, Cinderella's Royal Table. There's more. I'd, I'd like to eat at Victorian Alberts. I have not eaten at Victorian Alberts, but I'd like to. But I think it's I think it's good to eat at a at a Disney signature dining restaurant. You know, it it really helps you realize, hey, this isn't just theme park food. I feel like if you're at if you're at Magic Kingdom and you're eating at Casey's, or if you're eating at what's the restaurant in Tomorrowland? Cosmic uh, Rays. I was thinking about Pecos Bills. Cosmic Rays, or you're eating at Pecos Bills. But to me, all of that is theme park food. What really tells me, hey. Disney's Disney's got their eye on dining is is eating at one of these signature restaurants. I'm with you. I am. Um, I, I don't know that I'm a foodie necessarily because I, I'm learning I can be a little more picky than I thought, uh, and and I like to keep it simple and keep it moving. But when you go to when you go to Disney World, don't forget that it's a vacation, and if you can find the time and it's within the budget, all those restaurants he named would be a great option. Um, Two, two of them that really, three of them that stick out to me, probably because of, uh, of personal experience, but it's La Cellier, uh, Cinderella Royal, Cinderella's Royal Table, uh, and California Grill. All three of those restaurants uh, offer a very unique atmosphere to themselves, uh, much more, I would say, family-oriented, Magic Kingdom-oriented with Cinderella's Royal Table and probably even California Grill to a degree because you do, you do have a firework view. Uh, but I'm with you, Pete. I, I think this is you know, really something you should do. And and one of mine tonight uh, was eat at every sit-down restaurant at Disney World. And while that was very broad and very difficult to attain, uh, I do I do think it's important to eat at some of these good restaurants and, and uh, really enjoy yourself, you know, on your vacation. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I guess the last thing on the restaurants, Disney's very well known for, you know, their sweets as well. <laughs> You go down Main Street, USA, you can't help but smell it for a variety of reasons. Maybe they're pumping those smells in. Who knows? But uh, Disney has a famous dessert. It's called the Kitchen Sink. Uh, and is it at Peaches and Cream? Is that where it's at? I think it's at Beaches and Cream, yeah. Beaches and Cream. I said Peaches and Cream. Look at me. It's too late. But um, I my wife has had it, and that they, they, again, have a, a big family, and, and they all indulged in it. Yeah, it's not what you, it's not what you would think uh, when, when you talk about a dessert. This is a massive, massive dessert, uh, and I and I was asking a cast member last time I was at Disney World about it, and what they told me was that 
Uh, they have people every now and then that can finish the entire thing by themselves. Uh, and I mean, this is 10 to 15 people's worth of dessert. Probably it's massive. So some, some quick Googling just let me know that the kitchen sink has 5,400 calories in it. Oh my God. Well, you're on vacation. Don't think about it. But I when mean, I asked 5,400 calories, that is, that is over two days worth of nutrition. When I asked the cast member about it and, and they were talking about people who had finished it alone, they said it runs in spells where people think, like if one guy finishes it like in June, you'll, you'll have like two more in June that finish it and then nobody finishes it by themselves or, you know, for months. So that's a, that's another thing that I, I think, you know, in conjunction with that, why we didn't do the kitchen sink last time, we tried a lot of different cupcakes at Walt Disney world. Uh, so try the desserts. Disney cupcakes. So continuing on this theme, this is, this is kind of a, I don't know that everybody should do this, but well, you drink, shouldn't do this unless drink. you're 21. If I if I think I know what you're about to talk about, okay. If you're 21, everybody should should drink around the world at Epcot. Maybe not, but everybody <laughs> but everybody should definitely go and have a margarita at La Cava, specifically a blood orange margarita at La Cava. Do not go to the to the cart outside in the Mexico Pavilion. Go into the temple. Go to La Cava. It's it's directly to your right as you walk in. Get a get a margarita from La Cava. The margaritas there are a thousand times better than what you'll get outside. My favorite is the blood orange. I've had a couple of others. I always gravitate back towards the blood orange. I mean, I don't think anyone's gonna say no. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more on this on this particular I don't know if everyone should drink around the world at Epcot, but I do think if you are getting a margarita, you need to go to the Blood Orange Margarita. Uh, I think if you're getting a drink at Epcot, period, it should be a Blood Orange Margarita. And a close number two, by the way, on the drinks in the Epcot is um, Canada, Le Blot Blue, if you haven't had it. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there are all kinds of unique signature drinks at World Showcase. I think of the Red Stag Lemonade. I think of Tipsy Ducks Topsy, in Love. Yeah, Tipsy Ducks. Let's let's say this then. Let's change. Let's let's pivot and change it to everyone must do the World Showcase. So what you do within the World Showcase, if you choose to have beverages, if you choose to eat uh, different cuisine, ev- that that can be our must do bucket list wish list. You must go through the World Showcase. And have a and have a margarita at La Cava. <laughs> yeah, and I think also like when we're talking about Epcot and the World Showcase and it must do, take your time. Like as Pete talked about earlier, like the World Showcase is somewhere that you can take your time. You're not rushing from ride to ride because right now Epcot you know doesn't have a million rides, but half of the park is the World Showcase. So you know take your time. Like talk to the cast members. We said this so many times, but they all have great stories, and you can you know learn something about their native country, but also. You know, just something something cool is going to come out of every experience you have in the World Showcase. Yeah, the more you interact with the cast members, the more you talk to the cast members, the better your experience is going to be in World Showcase. I mean, there's plenty to do. There's plenty to drink. There's plenty to eat. There's plenty of shopping to do. But, but yeah, the cast members really make World Showcase to me. So next for me, I think everybody should do this at least once when they go to Disney World. And that is to buy a pair and wear a pair of Mickey ears. There See, are, I'll do it, but I'm changing a Donald Duck real quick. <laughs> okay, th- but there are so many different kinds of Mickey ears out there. If you're a Star Wars fan, you can get C-3PO. 
Mickey uh, you get ears. Go- you can get like a goofy hat. You can you get, get you yeah. get you get bride and groom Mickey ears. I mean, there's all kinds of Mickey ears out there. I think everybody should do it. And, and I think I, the best part about that is that really is like Pete talks about this all the time, and I can't I can't agree more. But when you go to Disney, let yourself be a kid. Like let yourself just have fun. Like don't don't be someone who's gonna be like, oh, I'm too cool for this. Like I promise you're gonna have a whole lot more fun if you just put on a pair of Mickey ears. And and in that same vein, everybody has something that they're celebrating at Disney World. Whether you know, be it a first trip, be it a birthday, be it an anniversary, be it this is my first trip in 15 years. Go to guest services and and get a pin from them. It doesn't matter what it's for. Just go to guest services and get a pin. I what what else um what else do you guys find as a must do item for folks when they visit Disney? If they're listening and they haven't been or they're planning a trip, what else do we have? I think you kind of got to talk about rides at some point. Like it's amazing we're like almost forty minutes into this podcast, thirty minutes in, and we haven't talked about a ride yet. <laughs> Okay. Other than Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Yeah, did, did, and Which, yeah. <laughs> surprisingly, we haven't mentioned Splash Mountain or Space Mountain yet. That's got to be some sort of record. <laughs> I think that is a record. <laughs> so anyone that was um, standing up until we... <laughs> and, yeah, and standing up until we said it, until they could sit down and listen to the podcast, yeah. yes, we're sorry. <laughs> uh, well, I guess l- let's... Um, I mean, this is kind of going a little rogue here, but let's let's uh, pick a ride or two in each park that we, we view as much do. We can start Animal Kingdom if you want to. Yes, I mean, it is the second most visited park right now. Um, my personal bucket list item is doing Flight of Passage. I haven't done it yet. I know Tom's done it, and Pete's well on his way if he hasn't done it yet. But um, that's something that, I mean, we've, we talk about it. Like, people get off that ride, and, like, their knees are buckling. They've never experienced anything like that. So that's something i got to do soon, mm-hmm. and hopefully I do it before I die. I'm sure I will, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I, Animal Kingdom, I don't, I don't know that there's another one that is a absolute 100% must-do at Animal Kingdom. Kilimanjaro, maybe. Kilimanjaro is definitely a must do. Okay, okay, I'll I'll buy into that Kilimanjaro, but I think Kilimanjaro to get the full experience, you've got to do Kilimanjaro multiple times. You've got to do it at different times of day. So a morning visit, an evening visit, a mid afternoon visit, because really, and and we've mentioned this several times in the past, you're going to get a brand new experience every time that you go on Kilimanjaro safaris. It's going to be different. I could I could do Kilimanjaro the entire day at Animal Kingdom. I mean, it's just like going to the zoo. I mean, you see every animal in their natural well, not their natural habitat, but as close as you can get to it in Florida. You would wait in line a lot, but but you really you could do Kilimanjaro. No, Pete, I have you day. playing out my fast pass schedule. I'd be Gucci. I don't know if you can do Kilimanjaro at nine, Kilimanjaro at ten, and Kilimanjaro at eleven. I don't think that's a possible fast pass schedule. Right, Pete, I need point. you to hack, hack the system. Make it make it happen. <laughs> well, what what other um. What other what other attractions and 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 park? So I think that if you if you're going to be talking about rides and attractions, you have to do two rides at nighttime. And I'll 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 say them really quickly, and you guys can expound on it. But Tower of Terror at night and Splash Mountain at night. I agree. I got, I got nothing to say yep. other than I agree. So I, for me, like Tower of Terror at night, it, Tower of Terror gets a whole another level of creepy <laughs> at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And then Splash Mountain, when you're doing that during the parade or during the fireworks, you get legitimately a view that no one else in the park has. Maybe the 25, 30 people in that part of you know Splash Mountain at that time. But we we time it up. And when I've gone with Tom and I've gone with Pete, we've timed it up to be there on Splash Mountain for fireworks or for the parade. Or the people standing at the top of Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse get a pretty, really ridiculous view, but ready for them to get rid of that but nobody goes on swiss family robinson treehouse correct so. correct were there any other attractions 
Well, I mean, Magic, Magic Kingdom, you've got to do the mountains. Yep. So right. Big, I mean, you've got to do Splash. You've got to do Space. Yeah, big Thunder, I guess you got to do too. Big Thunder at night's fun. It is. So Magic Kingdom, you've got to do the mountains. Epcot. I mean, w- what must do at Epcot? Gotta do Soren. I love Soren. I I agree with that. So what about at Hollywood Studios? Tower of Terror we talked about. So there's the rides. Now, something else that everybody needs to do, and this is this is very convoluted in multiple parts, so bear with me. I think that everybody needs to go see a show at Disney World with a loved one, be it a child, be it a significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Everybody needs to have that experience. And in, on the same on the same token, on the same note, I'm gonna say watch your your significant other, whoever it is, when they're watching it, because like it's so cool. Like if you were to look at me during a show, I'd just be like, "Oh my gosh, that's awesome!" Like how do they even do that? So I mean, you get so much enjoyment watching like the show, but also like your loved ones watching the show. And and there's something about I guess it's not wishes anymore, happily ever after. There's something about being at Magic Kingdom at night. And watching these incredible fireworks and this incredible show with someone you love. I don't know. It's just a very, it's a very emotional thing. Couldn't agree more. And Tom, I mean, you can talk talk to that. Like you were there with your fiance at the time, but now wife. I mean, that had to be fun. Yeah, no, it, it is. Um, it's definitely a different uh, different trip, but it's it's just, a, I mean, just as much fun, uh, if not more fun than, than other trips you take. So uh, I, I'm a big believer and going to Disney with your loved ones and, and experiencing all the entertainment, uh, dining, you know, everything Disney offers for a vacation. Now, also funny, and also something you should do to your loved ones, is you should trick them into drinking a drink called the Beverly in the Coke, uh, where all the different <laughs> Cokes are, are um, served. The ice, what, what is it called? The Cool Zone or something like that now? They've yeah. changed the name a few times, but uh, the Beverly is terribly, terrible tasting. Here's a little Disney tip. I- I thought it was okay. I'm not gonna lie. I thought it. I thought it so, tasted okay. Um, Pete is a psychopath that probably hears Yanni when you do the whole Laurel Yanni thing. I do actually. <laughs> not shocked by that at all. But here's another thing. Like on that on that note, Tom. Like, wouldn't it be cool to like go try all the drinks in that area? Yeah, and you can, and that, and and but it's much more fun to trick somebody because uh, it to is see their definitely. Face. It, we we did it on the Men Do Disney trip. You yep. and I both knew exactly what it was. And, and we, we both got little cups of the Beverly. <laughs> and we told we told the other two, man, this this is by far the best one. You should try it. And so they gulp it down. <laughs> go right to it. You got to go right to it. Like, this is the one we're here for. And, and then uh, if you're... <laughs> go ahead, Tom. No, I was just going to say, it's funny to watch their face. Well, if you're, an, if you're an adult over 21 and you're drinking around the world, also go straight to Norway and do the Aquavit and just say, this is the drink in Epcot. Mm. Dirty socks. It's a, it's a mean, mean, mean joke. All right. So something else everybody should do. Go to a park from open to close. I Listen, I do it all. Bonus, yep. bonus points for this. If you go extra magic hours in the morning and a special event at night. If you can do that, that's you're right. That's, that's so, a bonus point. So you're talking like a 7 a.m. 18 hours. <laughs> yeah. You're talking like a 7 a.m. start time at the park. At 3 a.m. in Magic yeah. Kingdom sometimes. 1, 2, 1 a.m., something like that. Yep, about 1 a.m. Yeah. 
Well, when the buses actually get done, we can walk through the Magic Kingdom for an extra hour after if you really, really want to live dangerously. Yeah, that, that'd be pretty cool. Well, I, I've done it. As I get older, that sounds so difficult. Well, you know, something that he added on there, and, and again, we're, we're trying to tell you guys must-dos and things that we, we believe you should do at Disney. He mentioned special event there. I think you should go to a special event. Go to Not So Scary. Go to Very Merry. Um, Matt and Pete were fortunate enough to go to a villain special event that's not an annual offering. Uh, maybe even Disney After Hours, Disney After Dark. Um, that that would count in this uh, in this realm of special events. And that you know, I we, I've had uh, great success going. I've really enjoyed myself. Uh, I've been able to do pretty much what both. Uh, parties wanted to do so on the men do disney trip it was all about attractions and on my most recent trip it was much more about enjoying the event itself uh, we did very merry you know the cookies the coffees the hot chocolates all the treats the the unique parade unique fireworks show um so there, there's a lot uh, there, there's a lot that, that comes from these special events and i think whether you have a family uh, no matter the age you're re- really going to enjoy them I agree. The the special events are where it's at. They're expensive. Don't get me wrong, but you know you don't don't do it every not, trip. You know you pick it. You know no, like you don't do it every trip. And and look, you're at you're at Magic Kingdom for the most part, right? I mean, if you're talking about not so scary, very merry, you're at Magic Kingdom at night. The crowds are small. You're able to do pretty much whatever you want. You're getting free candy if it's uh, not so scary. You're getting cookies and hot chocolate if it's very merry. It's a great experience. And I think that, like, I would love to go for Not So Scary or Very Merry, but I think if you go for Not So Scary, wear a costume. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Just really do it up. I don't know if I could wear a costume. Again, this gets back to, to Dapper Days for me. I, I, I don't know. I don't know so if you'll that's wear a Mickey. Style. You'll wear a Mickey hat, but you won't wear a costume. Oh, I'll wear a Mickey hat all day. Now, we saw some incredible costumes when we went for, for Not So Scary. We- Belle, Ariel... We did. Gaston. We did. I mean, there were some great costumes. You know, um, I, and I'll tell you one thing. Pete, while he says he will not wear a costume, doesn't really want to do Dapper Day, uh, but he will wear Mickey ears. Uh, another thing Pete will do, uh, he'll take a creative, unique, and funny ride photo. That is something you have to do. We, I still am kicking myself for us not buying the photo where we should have bought the picture. Pete went full rogue and decided to rip my favorite hat off my head, which I thought was flying off my head going down Splash Mountain. <laughs> which, but it wasn't. But it wasn't just that. Everybody, everyone did their own in thing. our group did their own thing, and it was it was probably the greatest ride picture ever. There was a dab. There was a tilt the cap. There was a lost hat. There there was almost a lost hat, which made me punch myself in the head trying to grab my hat. So you can really get good memories. Uh, get, you can get some really cool memories from, from some of the uh, unique and funny ride photos. But if, aside from that, like take a picture in front of Cinderella's castle too. Like, you know, like take advantage of the moments where you have, you know, the opportunity to take a picture in front of like Disney icons. I mean, you talk about spaceship earth, Cinderella's castle, the tree of life. I mean, you can just go on and on if we want to start talking about all the places you can take a picture, but Get memories, like take get memories from your Disney trip. Is all I can say. Yeah, pictures are important, and I'm <laughs> I've pulled up some of the pictures from our trip, and I'm I'm looking at a couple of us crammed into a phone booth in the United Kingdom. <laughs> and I'm glad uh, I didn't participate uh, uh, in that one. <laughs> along with some, along with some other things, but um, but no, we had some we had some great some great pictures. Photo Pass is not that expensive now. 
if you really think about it for for what you get it it's worth it's worth it to spend the money on photopass well you know another another thing uh that i think if you have the opportunity you should do it none of us were fortunate enough to have this opportunity uh but it's it's could you work at disney for a day or could you work at disney in their college internship program it's a great resume booster uh you learn a great culture of work environment uh disney actually is known for going to large corporations and discussing uh, how they've developed their their culture and customer service uh, specifically, and so I'm not sure which one of you had this idea, but this is a good one. Uh, if you if you can, you know, that's a I think that's a must do if you're given the opportunity to go there for the summer. I agree with the the college program. If you get the opportunity to do this, I'm going to push this on my daughter when she gets to be of college age. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend that she pursues this because I think this is it's great experience. It's a great resume booster. And look, you're working at Disney for a summer. How do you go wrong there? Oh, and so Thomas knows this. We had a buddy. Um, this is back when we were in college, but um, he worked at Epcot and his job was literally to pick up trash. That was his job for the entire summer at Disney. And he can't say a bad word against it. So like, if you're really thinking about like, Oh, you know, do I want to do this? Will I have fun? His job was picking up trash in the world showcase. And he had the time of his life for the entire summer. You get to bring all, all your friends get to come down, all your family. And when they're in the park, you can spend a little bit of time with them when you're off. Like you can take them to the front of the ride, but you just have a great time. And just the amount of the cultural people, the cultural, you know, just ambiance of the entire summer will be something you don't want to pass up. And then just working for Disney never looks bad on a resume. Yep. So I guess going back to food, I have a lot of snacks that I love at Disney World. Eat, eat the snacks. If, if you're going to follow my recommendations, I recommend the Dole Whip. I recommend the school bread. I recommend the carrot cake cookie. I recommend Everybody, the turkey leg. <laughs> Matt, Matt loves the smoked turkey legs. Well, two Love bites them. of the smoked turkey legs, right? Yeah, so like I'm, I'm when I was younger, I was famous worldwide for begging for a turkey leg, eating two bites of it, and just throwing it away because I was trying to get another ride. But I remember my mom just being like, "I'm not paying thirteen dollars for you to eat two bites of a turkey leg." But there, but there are so many great snacks here. There's so much great food that you can just pick up in the parks. Eat it. Get a premium Mickey ice cream bar. I've got, I've got a last must do for for our evening here. And I'm getting away from food, and I'm getting down to what we have a whole episode dedicated to. Uh, we had an episode dedicated to Disney for the non-Disney. And so I think you need to go to Disney with someone who's never been before because it really, really rejuvenates your love for Disney. And it's fun. I mean, like Matt alluded to earlier and Pete, when you go with your loved ones and people you care about, it's fun watching the experience through their eyes kind of since you kind of know what's coming. Uh, so going to Disney with someone you've ne- that has, who has never been before or has not been in an extended period of time is certainly something everyone should jump on the opportunity to do. We did this on the Men Do Disney trip. We went with two guys that either, that, well, that had not been to Disney in a significant amount of time. I want to be on board with this, but, to, but it has to be the right person. It has to be somebody that's going to go along with you and that's going to have fun. It can't be somebody that is negative about it. I agree. I know I agree because if you have somebody who just has no interest in being there, you know that's that's one thing. And, and we give you a lot of tips and tricks how to handle that in Disney for the non-Disney. But you know, think about taking your daughter for the first time. You know, no, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a great trip. But she's gonna she's gonna be into it. 
She's going to go along with what we want to do. She's going to love seeing the characters. You know, it's going to be your first time at Disney World. Think about your first time at Disney World, what that was like as a child, like, you know, seeing all this this magic happening around you. That's different. That's different than taking like my dad. No, we had a good time. We had a good time when we went. So that's what we see as important to do before you die at Disney World. Hopefully at Disney World. Hopefully at Disney World. Again, we'd we'd love to hear, you know, what you guys have to do at Disney World. Tweet us, email us, whatever. Text Matt. He loves getting texts at three in the morning. But but let us let us know. Let us know if you agree with us. Let us know if you disagree with us. Let us know what else we missed. So before we close it out for tonight, let's go as always to Tom with the trivia question and secret. Tom, what do we got this week? So guys, you know, we talked a little about uh, special events this week. So I decided to put the secret uh, revolving around uh, one of the special events um, and just the holidays in general. So did you know it takes over 150 tractor trailer loads of decorations to deck the halls for the the holiday celebrations uh, at Magic Kingdom? A lot of people probably wonder, what do you think Disney's electric bill is for all this? Well, it's nothing because Disney owns their own power plant. They own their own solar energy farms, and they find unique and creative ways to power their facilities' electric, uh, electricity. Uh, so, when you see all that uh, all that work that Disney puts in at, at the variety of parks and specifically Magic Kingdom, I uh, know that it is not easy, uh, and it does take some time. Now, moving over to trivia uh, again, I think Matt brought us this trivia question last week. What is the oldest attraction in Magic Kingdom? Uh, the answer was Prince Charming's Regal Carousel. Obviously, it, it had to be one of the originals. Uh, you, you had Carousel of Progress to pull from. You had um, It's a Small World. Uh, but Prince Charming's Regal Carousel was the oldest attraction uh, in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, now, for the trivia question of this week, and I can't remember if we've given this tip out in the past before, so if you're an attentive or observant listener, you may know the answer right away. Uh, but Animal Kingdom's Expedition Everest and Hollywood Studios' Tower of Terror stand at 199 feet tall. But why? Uh, there's a specific reason that that is the height of, of both these attractions. So tweet us your answers at podcast on twitter.com or uh, email us at mendowdww at gmail.com with your answers. I look forward to seeing everybody who participates. All right. Well, that's all for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed tonight's podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.